What's up, everyone? Welcome to Anime Plus, episode 64. Hopefully you're having an incredible day today, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast or YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash spark3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, join with me as always. I got Zach here in studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Ready to go. This is a good week of episodes. It, you know what? It really was. Uh, the only thing I didn't get to watch was Love of Kill. So I'm looking forward to hearing your reaction to episode three on that. But uh, Leah Dell was really good. Tribe Nine was good. Uh, Demon Slayer was fantastic. Because we are, of course, like in the height of Demon Slayer this season right mm-hmm. now. So naturally, it's just fucking insane. And then looking forward to hearing your thoughts on some other stuff that we got going on. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good week of episodes. Uh, so it, it's about time for that announcement. I do have an official date set. It's going to the announcement video will come out on the 31st on Monday, the day after this episode goes live. Uh, so make sure to pay attention to the YouTube channel there. Uh, make sure to pay attention to our Twitter account at Animan Podcast, as well as like the GameStetic uh, Twitter at GameStetic Pod, Terrible Football Show Twitter, Terrible Fo- uh, Terrible FB Show, uh, you know, as well as my own Twitter at AlexLight23, because uh, the announcements is going up uh, probably about eight o'clock. Eight o'clock Monday morning, the announcement's going up about what we've what we've had up to, what we've been teasing super exciting so definitely get excited it's going to be super cool it's the next step for sparky three and i'm i'm so immensely ready to show you guys what we've got up our sleeves um shout out to andy our tier one patron appreciate the hell out of you there my friend uh and then at, you know with all the other shows that i just mentioned make sure you go check them out show them some support you know uh terrible football show we are nearing the end of the football season uh down to the final four of the NFL right now, and then Game Static. We've got Pokemon Legends Arceus we're about to talk about this week at Seafood in a couple weeks. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West a few weeks after that. It's, we, got, we got some good stuff. And then Dynasty Warriors as well. Yes. Got him. Remembered. Uh, as well as uh, Lost Ark from John, assuming that he is getting that immediately. I would pretty well, sure he is. Well, it's going to be free to play, so. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure he'll jump into it immediately. You know, he seems pretty hyped out, so we got a lot of good content coming out over there. And uh, talk about movies and stuff, we'll get something when it gets it. You know. <laughs> It'll Honestly, happen. nothing's released recently in January, and I don't think anyone's watched anything older. I I haven't watched anything besides anime stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm I still need to watch Eternals. Uh, that came out on Disney Plus, and I still haven't sat down to watch it yet. Oh, did you see the webtoon of uh, Eternals? I did. I did. Out? I have not read it yet. Did you? No. Okay. I was curious about that, but I have not jumped into that yet. Uh, there was another webtoon that caught my eye. What was it called? Um, God, Ranker Return, I think. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I had I, it caught my eye earlier when I was just kind of scrolling through social media, and I was kind of curious if you had read it. Uh, I've read a couple of the first chapters, but I mean, if I probably started reading it, I'd remember what it's about because there's no telling if I've read it or not. <laughs> you do read a lot of stuff. <laughs> I will literally read a series, drop it, and like a couple years later, when it's got mass chapters, I'll see it, see it again and be like, oh, that seems interesting. Start reading and go. I've read this before. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you read a lot. Uh, well, before we jump into our anime talks of the week, uh, anything that you want to shout out? I got a couple for myself personally. Uh, I saw that it uh, looks like uh, Mogu-chan is set to end here in the very near future. Oh, rip. Yep, it had its run. It held on for as long as it could, which, I mean, we knew an axing was going to come up because the future uh, cup winner, whatever. Yeah. So we knew something was going to get axed, but it's also the question... Usually they ax at least. Usually they when they bring in a new series, there's usually at least two new series. At least it's very rare for them just to put one in. So I, I'm kind of thinking they're probably going to ax at least something else. But the question is what? I don't know. I don't know what could be axed right now. I don't either. I mean, the only one that we always like to vote for is a uh, 
high school, high school family. family. But that's is got, it is it that's, its time? Got, that's got the Kubo seal <laughs> of uh, safety, which makes me so mad. These sales are dog shit. No, watch. It's probably going to be like P6, even though it sold over 10K for its first volume. But meanwhile, fucking high school family is like, hey, we sold 4K. <laughs> I mean, and that'd be a shame because, I mean, even though like um, P6 is usually sort of towards the end of the uh, release, I mean, it's been solid. It's been staying solid. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, it's honestly probably the weakest ones currently on the lineup. I mean. That or the Protect Me one. Yeah, well, I don't know because we haven't been reading it. So I'm I, just making an assumption. Yeah, based on chapter one. <laughs> like, what else could possibly be acts like High School Family, maybe P six, Doron Doron, maybe. I don't think it's being received super well. <sighs> I mean, yeah, because I did you read this three weeks chapter, dude? I'm like three weeks behind on okay, it. Okay, so I mean, I I have I will openly say. I have not dropped that one completely. I just have been lazy and have not read it. I will read that one again. I mean, it's still there. It's got its moments it should have, but it's what we said from the first chapter. It all feels very generic. Yeah. On the plus side, though, it looks like Ayahashimon is in a good place since it's already had another color page. That was a nice color page. That's always week. a great sign, and it was a great color page. So the moment that I saw, like, before the chapters all came out, I saw, like, you know, Thursday, whatever, it's like, oh, Ayahashimon color page. I'm like, fucking let's go, baby. <laughs> let's go. Because <laughs> that's a good sign. That is a very good sign. Ayahashimon's great. That's a fucking meme. It is. Uh, the other thing I want to shout out is the fucking game that I sent you earlier. Oh, yeah. Seven Deadly Sins Origin. If you haven't heard about it, well, you're probably just like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, to give sort of a clue the video that Alex sent me, it's Genshin Sins. Basically. like, And you know what? I, I, the sad part is I didn't even find this where I find a majority of my news that will normally be news and everyone will like talk about in some capacity, which is just Twitter. I actually found that one just buried somewhere on Reddit when I was looking up, like, yeah, what kind of video game rumors, what kind of spicy rumors are out there right now? I'm just scrolling through for about, like, I don't know, five minutes, and I just see that. I'm like, wait, what? And I start reading some of the comments. It's like, okay, so it's Genshin Impact with Seven Deadly Sins. And I'm just, I watch the video, and sure as shit it is. And, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have any, like, high expectations for the game, right? But I got to say this up front and just be very clear about it. That game had no business looking as good as it did. Oh, it looked nice. Like, it had no business looking as good as it did, especially since it's Seven Deadly Sins. Like, I feel like this is, a, like, uh, I understand Seven Deadly is still very popular because of Four Nights the Apocalypse, yeah. but this obviously being, like, the OG crew, you know, series been done for a while. Last two seasons kind of sucked ass. Not kind of, but did suck ass. It's like, I feel like the window was kind of missed on this, you know? Like, I feel like it could have done a lot better a few years back, you know? But it's still just, like, Bro, that had no business looking as good as it I mean, did. It looked so nice and polished. I mean, I didn't really see it in the video. Did it have a state whether it was going to be sort of a release game or is it going to be a live service mobile or something like that? It's, well, first off, it's going to be PC console. I do know that. Oh, really? Yeah, like, so this is legit. This is not some bullshit mobile oh, game. Well, and I sent it to Josh, too, and that was Josh's first response is, this has no business looking as good as it does. I mean, it looks solid. <laughs> like it's like an open world Seven Deadly Sins game, you know. And you, you know, you get to looks like play as other sins because there was one where they were playing as Merlin, and mm-hmm. as well as other characters because they were played as uh, Houtzer and Gil Thunder. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, okay, th- yeah, this this might be a game I might look into. This looks kind of this looks clean, but I'm going to keep my expectations low. Has no West release. Probably not. <laughs> That's probably why I, I didn't see anything about it, but. 
I don't know. I, I really, that, came, that, that came out of nowhere. And, again, it has no business looking as good as it does. If you haven't seen it yet, go look it up, Seven Deadly Sins Origins. Uh, what about you, Zach? Anything on your mind that you want to chat about? You know what I found today? What did you find today? There's a League of Legends webtoon. Wait, what? Yeah. Why did I know about this? Because it's one of those weird webtoons where it's it's a League of Legends story, but it's on a story about people playing League of Legends and actually League of Legends lore. So it's about, it's about the gamers? Yes. Okay, all right. And it's just one of those weird stories that, I mean, it's there. You can read it if you want to. Um, it was I. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd be more interested in reading a webtoon about the actual League of Legends lore, but hey. See that? That's where that's right. When you said there's a League of Legends webtoon, that's immediately where my brain went. I'm like, mm, spicy. I want to know more about that. Now I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? I don't really care about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you want to jump into some anime chats? Yeah, might as well. All right, let's start off with our, our gigantic meme. Um, Rust Eater Bisco. You keep saying that, but it's not actually that much of a meme. It's just... Very... It is that much of a meme. Let's go ahead and be real. I mean, it's just really intense for what it is. It is very intense for what it is, and it is also a giant meme. Okay, let's be real. Like, the, I mean, everything about it is just very over the top, and I love how just very direct it is, where it's like the Iguana Calvary is on the way, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, the fact that that's its exact name is basic and to the point. I love it. And then you have, you know, literally the Bunny Squad. That is... Like I think that's literally what they're named is the Bunny Force or the Bunny Squad. I don't remember. They they name dropped it and it's one of the two. And I'm just like Jesus Christ, this show is fantastic. And I, dude, whoever wrote that light novel, I'm telling you, was high as a kite. They were on some serious shrooms. Like that's very clear. But episode three, uh, what'd you think about it? I mean, it was enjoyable. It had very good moments. It was mostly the fight between Bisco and Pawo. And then the other half was Bisco forming a tag team with uh, Milo, uh, Pavo's brother, and Dr. Panda. Yeah, who's now going to go on their epic adventure to find the rust-eating mushroom. Yes. Which, you know, another thing that that he kind of drove home in this episode was trying to convince people that mushrooms aren't the problem. Yeah. You got to see that on a couple different occasions. Uh, driving that home as you know he also helped uh you know power out as well uh what did he give her just like uh like a what did it, what he gave her something to help her out right well milo after yeah milo did the injection after their fight uh bisco instead of just leaving her there he naturally for whatever reason uh catches her after kicking her in the air and knocking her the hell out right and uh he just Decides to start carrying her with her <laughs> instead of just leaving her there. He's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to bring you along. I also like that moment where it's just like, you know, where he's just like, you know, I don't know if I want to hit you just because you're really pretty. Well, no, he actually straight up says, I can't hit you because you are so pretty. Yes. And, well, what Milo does is Milo and does one of the mushroom injections, which Bisco and Jabir, old guy who's Bisco's mentor, have into her. And then he also leaves his sister a pouch full of them since he's going away. Yeah. Overall, I mean, it was a, you know it was a good episode. I don't feel like a whole lot really. I was good, just like information sort of episodes. A couple good action moments. And once again, your heavy metal music is full force, which is great. Uh, and you know now we're just starting the adventure with our two main characters. Yeah, you know? I mean, one thing that is sort of did just drop in the episode that didn't get a whole lot of time was the fact uh, reference to some of the other mushroom keepers and things like that. Yeah, that's true. True. All of them. Were- are aware of this rust-eating mushroom and sort of like a legend and then that. Uh, Jobby says, like, sort of understandable because though mushrooms are not the problem, mushroom, not all mushroom keepers 
are willing to help with the rust. Yeah, that which was very interesting that we could possibly get some mushroom keepers that are going to be assholes. Yeah, you know, throughout this story, uh, antagonist basically. And so. then also the noting of uh, Jobby saying that all uh, mushroom keepers work in teams. So if we do see an evil mushroom keeper, there's odds are they're going to have a partner too. True. True. Uh, Jobby Jobby's left behind now, though. Unfortunately, uh, he's sticking. He's gonna stick. He's he's stayed behind to buy uh, Bisco Milo some time to escape. I don't know. You know, I imagine he'll might pop back up in the story later. Maybe. We'll see, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I assume that Paolo's just not gonna accept that her brother went away with Bisco and gonna assume Bisco kidnapped him and right. might chase after him. That's that I think would. That's what I'm thinking too. Uh, so I, I don't see her not being part of the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she'll come back into it. And I, I, I imagine Jobby probably will as, uh, also. But he did also say that he probably only has like a month left to live. Yeah. So big rip to Jobby. I mean, Jobby's a great character. Just the whole thing of drop your yeah. drop the hostage and let, and put your hands up. <laughs> you can't take it on an easy old man. I just got shot. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. And Jobby's like, you know, was also like, see, wasn't that wasn't that pretty cool? Wasn't that pretty cool that I did that? You know, especially for my agent stuff. <laughs> oh, I, I love Jobby. Jobby's great. Uh, what about in the land of Leodale, episode four? was entertaining. It was it was a very funny episode. I watched this one this morning, and uh, I really enjoy the dynamic with all the kids. It, it really cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, the first part was nice, sort of a wholesome episode with uh, her, uh, Kanye, interacting with all three of her children, right? And just showing that Katvats is the best son. <laughs> Katvats is great, and I'm telling you, every time he fucking talks, all I can do is picture you now, <laughs> and how you described him with the first episode that you watched. That's all I can picture now. Every time he appears on screen, I mean that's fine. <laughs> Like I said, you ruined and enhanced the character for me. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, it, it, that beginning, that beginning part was great, and I, I do love the moment where it's just like you know, kind of ask uh, Katvats to leave, uh, and he's like, you know, it's just like I need to talk to these two alone. He's like, oh well, that's my cue to leave, and he bounces out, whatever. And you just see him running away, and behind him, you just hear like, mother no, mother no. It's like I'm sorry. You hear like you know some rumbling, shit being thrown around, whatever the sounds was, and Katvats just says. Yeah, you fucking deserved it. I'm just like, yeah, this is the this is the youngest sibling. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of entertaining also during the whole interaction with uh, because the first part of it was the three of them discussing how to get their mother to come out of the isolation barrier she threw up at the end of the uh, yeah, previous yeah, episode, yep. and Godbats just leaves and he's just like, well, they're gonna settle their differences and leaves and um, Jim and my my start fighting each other. Scargo, Jim. Um, and Kavats goes to go visit uh, their mother, and she's just out at a street stall eating. Yeah, he's eating, just, eating some meat. He's just like, what? It's like, what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then just the two of them having interaction, talking and everything about this, uh, the other two siblings, and just everyone watching any interaction uh, he has with Kai, and just all of them like, <laughs> Because I guess because he's a famous person in the city, and they're always like, "What's going on? Why is this happening?" Right. And just him causing, "I'm not a child." <laughs> I lo- I love also whenever she's just like, "I can delete Scargo's personality and put in a more normal one," I guess, and he's just like, "You can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> Despite how he is, he's done a lot for the city. <laughs> I love those. And also, I want to point out with that something that I noticed with like that, and just like the beginning, like the moment whenever they go. Uh, to meet my Mai and Scargo while they're fighting. She throws the fucking, like, grenade, basically, yes. in there. 
do the are, like I guess it doesn't phase the kids at all that yes from, with the, the, the with the actual game stuff like it doesn't phase them in the slightest yes apparently for whatever reason from what it's hinted at is the three children have some sort of reference for the systems and items that she has it doesn't outright say that they know what the systems are but they for some reason have some reference to what it is because she even mentions the fostering system yeah. to Katvats and it doesn't even phase them at all. So the three of them, at least, who are affected by that system have some sort of reference to it. Mm-hmm. Well, after all the kids stuff, then she accepts the job to be a bodyguard, basically. Yeah. And which, that was, was, which was great. Because it's all of them just staring at her like, you can do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> this. You got this. Yeah. Then they get, you know, like, uh, jumped by some, you know, uh, it, no, they got, they, got, they were crossing the river, right? Yeah. And, then, and then they lost a horse. Yes. So then she summons Cerberus. And Cerber a, wolf. Yeah, and then uh, a centaur, who she just calls centaur, Tar. which I'm referencing that for a very special reason in he the moment. He's fucking intense. I, I love <laughs> centaur. He's great. You know, because they're, you know, and everyone's freaking out. It's just like, you know, she's like, oh, well, I thought they could pull the wagon. And, and centaur's like, I don't want to pull no damn wagon. I don't want to be no pack horse. <laughs> and then she summons a giant pig named Little, Little Pig. P. Little P. Little P. <laughs> He's guard, a baby. And one of the guards is even like, I've never seen that creature before. What is that? Oh, he's a baby crimson pig. A what? A baby crimson pig. From what I understand, they can grow as big as 25 meters long. What? <laughs> it's just so fucking adorable. It is. I love it. <laughs> and then, you know, as they're going uh, going along, whatever, she gets, you know, a sense for some malice, whatever her system warns yeah. her. And they get all well, jumped. I don't know if it was the system because it actually. That's right. It wasn't the system it, necessarily. Something warned her before yeah. the system did. That's so right. I true. think this might be a reference to that fairy character we see. And the openings that fair, she has. Okay, in. fair, fair. Because that's what I feel. Because since she technically is an elf, right? She has, I assume, as an elf, she has some connection to nature, right? Other creatures of that extent, right? So once they all get jumped, whatever. Uh, my favorite part about they don't get jumped. Well, <laughs> that's true. That's fair. That one guy steps out and tries to step up. And then she sends Centaur and Cerberwolf into the into the woods to go get the rest, which had just a, a brutal little moment where Centaur stabs, skewers three, three of guys. them. It's just <laughs> twirling on screen, like, I am killer. I am from this tribe. <laughs> and, that, and that was my favorite part because he's just like, I think his name was like Hergel, I think is what it was. Yeah, something like that. He's like, I am Hergel. I'm from this tribe. And Connor just sits on top of a little P, and she's like, Oh, he had a name. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, he did not care that she just kept calling him Centaur. He was just like, "It's she is my lady and everything. He, he was perfectly fine with it. Uh, I mean, it was a fun episode, dude. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it, it had, it got me a lot of laughs. Out and of I mean, it. the big thing from that fight was that the fact that she has, she has the moment of having to come to the realization that she has to kill people in this world. This is yeah, her new yeah. reality and things like that. Yep. And sort of, and I've, I like how this series has been adjusting all these issues because it doesn't outright just throw it at you and having the characters actually fully talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's mostly shown through her interactions and movements to the situations and everything, which right. I find has been a very nice touch to this series. I think so as well. I mean, it, it, it really has, and it's just kind of added more and added you. It, it pulls you into it more, you know, to see what's going to continue to be addressed in, in pieces, essentially. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed this episode. It was a fun watch. Uh, what about Love of Kill? I did not actually get to watch episode three. Um, so how did how did our two lovebirds do this week? <laughs> <laughs> so the very first part of this episode. So the previous episode, they ended with the two of them staying at 
I assume some safe house of his after the attack and everything. Well, so he wakes her up and everything and tells, and he's he's just like, oh, I guess you're not a morning person because she's sort of all dazed out and whatnot. It's like, you should wake up, go take a shower and whatnot. And uh, she goes and takes a shower and everything and just, she hears some noise. She hears him walking outside, and she's just like, hmm? She just sort of glances back behind the curtain. And on the shot previous, it showed the shower, her, and a stand with her clothes. When she goes to look out, on that stand is now a towel, and her clothes is missing. Oh, no. And he's towel taking her clothes to go wash. Oh, well, that's nice. You say that, but she's just like, she's devastated by this. After he throws <laughs> the clothes in the washer, once she comes back, she's hiding underneath... Uh, the blanket, sort of real mad. And he's just like, what are you doing? He's just like, you took my clothes. I was like, what'd you do with my clothes? I took them to wash. He's just like, oh, you don't have anything else to wear, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this idiot. <laughs> so there was that little moment. Then he he takes her, he escorts her. She calls her job and more or less they pick her up and she has a discussion with her boss and everything. But right before that, she tells him the message the assassin guy wanted to um her to tell him of it's time to pay pay up traitor everything so he knows who it is now and then she goes talk to her boss her and more loss her boss figures out that she knows him song hyung Mm -hmm. and everything and more or less she just leaves and continues walking and she goes back to her apartment after dealing with her boss to find him there with pastries <laughs> at her apartment. Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling. He's literally just waiting. I was like, hey. She's like, what are you here for? I came to see that you're okay. And then he starts following her door, and she has a moment of, I can't just leave him out here. And it's just her image of her quickly running to a room and just people coming by and him just standing there because she's fully aware he would just stand outside. Yep, with pastries. And Damn, I kind of want pastries now. Well, here's the best part. Oh. You know what pastries it was? Oh, God, what? Cream puffs. Uh, yes! <laughs> Damn, I really want cream puffs. Um, and more or less, she eventually lets she lets him in. They have a talk, and more or less, um, he sort of sees some of her older pictures of when she was a child and everything. And it's a really w- weird picture because it's her of her father, mother, and her. And her as a child, she's holding a bunny rabbit, and she's not smiling in the picture. She's sort of just staring in the picture. Her mother's over her smiling, but her father's sort of at the back, and he's actually staring off camera, which is really weird, sort of like really detached from the whole scene. So it gives some sort of reference and a slight flashback of uh, stuff with her family and whatnot. And then it finishes up with them sort of talking, him leaving, and then we actually get a flashback to when he was actually part of that organization. And actually showing how he was apparently going to be promoted to be an executive. The guy who's now hunting him was someone who had been there longer than was sort of mad that he was becoming an executive. And this all happened on the night right before he killed all the ex- executives. And sort of leaves off with that, with seeing him actually execute the first executive. Which, is that what we saw, like, the tease of in the previous episode? No, this is not, this is actually the executives of the gang he was part of. Okay. That it references that he killed it all in one night. All in one night, what a badass. 
So yeah, it ends off with him showing the first execution, the first executive, because he was apparently going to be promoted to an executive of this organization before he did this. Mm. And he had been with the group for three years before doing this. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The plot thickens. I mean, it literally does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, sounds like it was a pretty solid episode. Yeah, then. it was I'm, good. I'm looking forward to watching that. You know what else I'm looking forward to watching? Tribe Nine episode four. Because Tribe Nine mean. episode three was great. Yeah, you and me have a debate on how this ended. <laughs> we do. We we really do. We were just debating about this before the show started. I mean, it was a good episode overall. Dude, it was awesome. Lots of cool action. Yes. I love the animation for this episode. Because like in this episode, you really got to see, you know, um XB really get to be played this time. That freaking anti-gravity wall, man. I know. I know, dude. It was awesome. Uh, you know, we get to see some XB being played with our uh, antagonist. You know, forgot what is did they did they name drop him? I think they, they did. did. I don't remember. I what can't it is. remember what it is either. Metal mask guy. Um, well, not anymore. But hey, yeah, he got his mask smashed off. But I mean, it was just it was a dope ass episode of you know Kamiya stepping up and like showing that he is the top XB player, uh, which ultimately they do end up losing as well as he. But you know, he he steps up and shows why you know he is the best, and you get some awesome action sequences yeah which is i guess really needed because that was one of the things that's kind of been you know shown a little bit kind of built up a little bit it's just like you know when you're an xb you need to beat the crap out of the opponent right you know so this was like dude straight up i feel like i was watching something out like dragon ball or something there for a minute towards that end fight yes but i mean so the main basis of it is this guy who showed up at the end is part of the royal family and he's just proving his right to the throne i guess by destroying all the tribes and he more or less challenges him. Kamiya accepts and leads to a f- game of team of Tribe Minato versus this one guy. It's literally just him. All the other people are just there to fill spots. Basically. He's the only one doing anything. He's the pitcher. He's the main batter. It takes three of his guys to catch his pitches. Yep. And usually whoever's in the center Gets takes hurt. some excessive injuries. Yep. <laughs> more or less possibly killing him. And it just ends up being a match between all of them versus him. And we get a nice little first out where uh, Kamiya's working with Haru to get him out the first time, where they sort of trick him. Yeah. Because the guy's focused on, um, not Haru, but... Uh, Kamiya. Kamiya, and it's fighting him, and Kamiya just secretly passes the ball to Haru, and he just taps him on the back. Yep. Hey, you're out. Sorry, bud. <laughs> hey, you're too focused. <laughs> Which leads to when Kamiya's up to bat, them having another confrontation, and... Kamiya actually being tagged out by the guy after they're having a fight. Yep. And then it shows... Dope fighting, too. Yeah, it shows off two guys from the other tribe sort of watching and just being like, sort of seeing the match going, it doesn't feel right. Right. Sort of giving hints that things may not go well. And finishing up with it does a whole circle of nobody being able to hit the ball besides Kamiya. That guy, all the other members of the guy's team just not swinging. They just take strikeouts. Till we get the next matchup of Kamiya and him, of uh, the Prince guy, which leads to our big fight at third base and the anti gravity wall. Yep. Which was ridiculous. So cool. <laughs> it, it was so cool, dude. I mean, it was. It, it was straight up looked like I was watching like a Dragon Ball fight or something. Yeah, it was so cool. They're literally just fighting on the side of a wall that has, for whatever reason, a random gravity, anti gravity platform just all across, all up this giant ass building. Two of them are fighting 
and just they're throwing fists. One of them takes a shot back, and you just see lights coming at each other. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, like a Dragon Ball fight. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. I'm here for that. I'm a Dragon Ball fan. I loved it. Uh, in this fight, you do see Kamiya get it, get his shit wrecked. Yeah. He does get his shit wrecked here. Kamiya is beat. Uh, and, you know, our prince dude was on his way to, to home base. But also in that fight on the ground, we have that moment where, I guess, Kamiya has something or another. Because there's that moment where it sort of goes to black and white, and that's the moment that allows the prince guy to take the opportunity to actually win the fight. Because mm-hmm. I don't, Kamiya has some sort of injury or some sort. Mm-hmm. It references there. And takes Kamiya out to where the prince guy runs to home for to have a moment where Kamiya manages to recover and catch the ball as it's coming to home and to have one last sucker punch where dude knocks Kamiya's fucking head off pretty much. Basically. And Kamiya manages to actually hit him and tag him out, but it's at an angle where the judge doesn't see it and doesn't call it. Yeah, and as soon as Kamiya's down, uh, Minato Chab just called forfeit. Yes. You know, before the judge or Kamiya had the, a chance to call out that, hey, I tagged him, he's out, you know, which could have kept them still in this thing. But again, Kamiya's knocked out cold at this exact moment, so they're calling the forfeit. And once they do, that's when, you know, with you know, like Zach has mentioned before on the show, when he comes to these XP games, like whenever the winner, you know, comes out on top, he bake, he basically can make the other tribe do whatever he wants. So in this case, tells uh, Minato tribe to disband. So as of now, the tribe's disbanded. Yes. Uh, the tribe is disbanded. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to the, him tagging our antagonist, like, you know, it wasn't even until afterwards where, you know, Har- I think it was Haru yes, came up. It's it just Haru. like, you know, I can't believe you actually tagged him. You know, saying, you know, you see, you know, from our antagonist angle, when he pulls up his shirt, just like a big-ass bruise of where yeah. Kamiya definitely got a good shot in on him. And then we have, more or less, they're all finishing up the game. They're having their celebration eating stuff with that big-ass coffee jelly cake thing. Yep. And Kamiya, while everyone's celebrating, Kamiya sort of walks out. He's... I it's also he, important to note they're celebrating just because, like, hey, we're all good friends. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, we had a good run sort of thing. Because obviously yeah. they did lose the tribe's band, but that's why they're celebrating just for the record. Yeah, because they're like, even though we're not a tribe, we can still be comrades and things like that. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> I forget exactly what Kamiya says, but he says something to Monami and uh, a short guy whose name I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure he just said he just needed to get some air, and they made him promise to come back. He's like, oh, don't worry, I'm coming back. Yeah. And he sort of goes out to where the home plate is, and the cat follows him. And we have the moment that me and Alex are debating about because it's the third episode, where it sort of Kamiya sits down with the cat in its lap, and he's sort of holding it. And the series actually ends without showing Kamiya's face and only showing his lower part of his body and a part of his arm, and just his arm was up and just falls. So from some of the other things that happened in episode seven, have happened in the episode in reference. I believe Kami is dead. Not dead. And he thinks he isn't. So I feel like Kami is dead because he has sort of that moment with Haru. It's like, I'm just glad you're the one who was able to notice. And then all, that is true, yeah, the and the, all the other ones being like, being real worried about him. And first off, we had the gray moment where he apparently has some injury. And I'm assuming several of them are aware of it. The moment with Haru where he's like, I'm just glad you saw it. And then... Those two sort of having some feelings of like Kami is not doesn't seem right and keep referencing he needs to go get checked out. Yeah, he's not dead. I'm gonna say he's dead. I'm I'm gonna say he's not dead. It's episode three. It's our protagonist. He's not dead. No, our protagonist is Minato Tribe. 
I mean, that's fair, but you know, it's all, all it's also pointed where he's our protagonist, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's dead. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I will say, I will add one little spark to your, uh, to your theory here. The main promotional art, Kami is not part of the main group. He's up, uh, he's up shadowed yeah. up in the corner, yep. but I'm still going to say Kami is not dead, but we'll see. We'll see. And then we also got a shot of some blue-haired guy with some weird brace on after they lost the match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, either way, aside for episode four, this series is honestly really good. Um, ori- ori- it's another, like, original content sort of series, kind of yeah. like Talk Op Destiny was. Uh, again, it's all in Funimation only, but it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't checked it out yet. Super super entertaining. Uh, what about Dragon Quest? Episode 66, is that super entertaining? So, Dragon Quest was during the big fight, and the five Avon disciples trying to start the magic circle thing, the super powerful magic. It mostly consists of all of the side characters just wrecking no-names, and then our blacksmith guy who created King Vern's weapon, Dai's weapon, Hunkel's spear, him fighting Mr. Vern. Because... Apparently, back in the underworld, Lobeck, that's not how his name is actually pronounced, but the blacksmith guy was a famed blacksmith as well as swordsman. He didn't want to join King Vern's uh, campaign. He was actually supposed to be the first commander before Hadlar, but he refused. Mr. Vern and him had a confrontation, and his ex scar he has was caused by Mr. Vern because he allowed Mr. Vern to cut him because he disrespected. Uh, Vern, but said if he, Mr. Vern was going to continue, he was going to wreck him. So it leads to those two fighting, and they're literally just balls of light going through this battlefield, fighting each other, just destroying everyone else in their way while they're fighting. Meanwhile, um, the five disciples are standing in the center stage trying to cast a spell, and it's going in a circle of all of them, starting with Leona, Die, Hunkel, Mam, and Pop. And Pop still doesn't know how to do the light thing, so he's worried this entire time he's going to fail. But it goes one by one from throughout the episode of first Leona, then Dai, Hunkel, Ma'am, and then finally Pop. And Pop fails. And the episode actually ends with Pop sort of having this moment of going, I can't do it. Him letting go of Ma'am's and Leona's hands and then falling to his knees. And that's how the episode ends. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there was some interesting stuff of just the Mr. Vern and uh, I cannot remember his name. It's like Lowberg or something like that. There's sort of backstory in reference to this, and they're the big focus of this episode besides the five. The rest of it was literally just a bunch of side characters getting a moment to wreck a bunch of minions. Oh, okay. So not a whole lot happened then. Not really. What about Yasha? He made they get it out that they get out. Yeah, no, they got out. It was... So they see that um, Kirin Maru is planning to kill Shishomaru. So any Yasha in the gang run to the great dog's grave, where there's a random stand for the swords made from his bones to be summoned. So, any usher throws Tetsaiga on there, and then <laughs> Toa then has to call upon the Tensaiga, 
which results in a weird moment of where Karamaru and Shomer are facing off, and Shomer grabs his blade. He feels something, grabs the Tensega, and and sees it. It starts glowing. Karamaru's like, what's going on? And Shomer sort of just throws it away, and it disappears. <laughs> and it comes down like lightning into the stand next to the uh, Tetsaigo. Then we have a whole Arthur pulling the sword out of the stone moment. So we're just going to completely just pretend that the third sword doesn't exist? Correct. Okay. just want to make sure. I know that's a movie, but yeah, <laughs> I, thought, no. I always thought that was a really cool concept. You know, the heaven, hell, earth swords was basically how it was set up, right? Yeah. I thought that was a cool concept, so I guess we're going to ignore that. As, as far as we're concerned here, that third sword doesn't exist. Okay, well, disappointing, but... So, because they didn't need it, so... Fair enough. Um, so then we have a whole drawing of the sword moment where Toa stands up to try and pull the Tensega out so they can use it to escape, but she's too weak and can't pull it out. <laughs> When I originally started watching this and she started calling out to the Tensega, I was like, oh, that's where all that vocal training calling Setsuna comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> well, she goes up. She's having a struggle. Setsuna steps up and she's just like, Setsuna's character sort of flipped now that she's got her memories back. <laughs> okay. And she's just like, this is what Toa was suffering for me. I'm going to help her. I can't let her suffer alone. Steps up and starts helping her. And Moro's hot steps up. is like, I can't be the only one doing nothing. So the three of them are all trying to pull the Tensega out and being harmed and shocked by the, its power and everything. And Inuyasha and Kagome are just standing back. They're going, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Go you. Yeah. They eventually pull it out. They go to the gate. And they get out. And I don't remember why. But Kieran Maru backs off and leaves. And then Shishomaru falls and collapses. Ren and Jonkin pull his ass back to the Tree of Ages. Shippo and... I can't remember his name now. The raccoon dog thing. They escape the previous episode and he ends up taking them to Songo's house. Where both of Songo and Maroku's daughters just play with Shippo. He is cute. They see Shippo and just go, Shippo! Pick him up and just start teasing him. And uh, Raccoon's like, they're just playing with him. What's wrong here? (laughs) Songo comes out. It's like, Shippo, what's happening? Have you found out where they are? He's like, no, I haven't. Raccoon hits him out of the way. They're in this black pearl. Oh, they're in there? Okay, I'm going to get this new fancy obsidian-covered boomerang, and we're going to use this. (laughs) Because apparently Songo, with one of her daughters, made this boomerang, which is the same size as the original boomerang, but it's just entirely covered in some black stone of some sort. It it doesn't get used. They go and grab it. Shippo and uh, the raccoon dog go to the entrance to where that black pearl will release them, because apparently, I don't remember this, and originally in Yasha, they got trapped in there and escaped and came out through this way. Okay. So, so reference to the original series. Yay, everyone's favorite. Um... The five of them come out and find Shippo there. And it's like, oh, yeah, we need to go back to Kiranmaru. Or not Kiranmaru, uh, Shishomaru. And they all sort of stare at Shippo. It's just like, but I, I can't do it. I'm not strong enough to take everyone. All right. <laughs> he transports them all to there. We have a happy moment where 
Setsuna and Toa get pulled by the sword to where Shishomaru and Ren are, and then Toa uses her flute blade thing to absorb the energy from Shishomaru. While she's in the middle of it, Shishomaru's like, no, stop. It'll kill you. And Ren hears this as Toa's finishing, and they're all like, you saved, you saved your father. Yay, Toa, is everything all right? And end. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well, what about Platinum Inn? How's that uh, going since the whole story is now kind of flipped where it's now open to the world of what's happening? So it's taken on the form of the world leaders are scared because now that they're aware of the angels and everything, of that these people could become the perfect assassins. So actually with the kid who's telling the world about them, they actually try to capture him right there and tell the news reporter later to distract him. Police force are coming up. They're going to catch him. They sneak up behind him. Sneak. Um, to the and, best of their abilities. Yeah. And uh, try and shoot nets at him. And, of course, since he has wings within a second, he just more or less slows down time and flies zip, away. Zips away. And just like, well, that's regrettable. Y'all are supposed to find the other candidates, not try and capture me. It's like, oh, well. And goes away. Um, the lady who's just been living it up, she references how she'd like how for Red to become the God candidate, become God if it would just mean she could continue living how she is. Right. So she's like, I'm going to return, see how this is going. Mirai yeah. um, and Saki continue living in the church until the second semester starts where they go back to school trying to not be Showing that, yeah, hey, we're God candidates. And during all this time, because there is some time pass. Because okay. it, it doesn't address it, but there is a time pass. Okay. Of it, like a month or so. And people have been talking about God candidates and whatnot. People have just been claiming people are God candidates if things are sort of odd or based on the knowledge they have and things. There's even somebody having a God candidate rally trying to say he's a God candidate and that we should make me God and I'll make everyone like a politician. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but all that's going on. Then Mirai and Saki, as they're leaving their first day of school, they both get um, addressed by some government agents who want to help them. They've discovered that, figured out that the two of them were red and yellow. And how? Through analyzing the video of, that was shown by the kid of them fighting Metropolitan. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's like, we want to help you. The governments want to capture you all because they're worried about your powers. You can become great assassins. Explains all this to Mirai and Soggy and everything, and Mirai has a break, slight breakdown of, but I don't want to become a lethal weapon. I don't want to kill people. Yada, yada. He has a whole moment in the vehicle. Um, Trademark Mirai. Yeah. When Mirai didn't shoot the one that engaged him, Saki was engaged by the woman, and she just immediately shot, shot her with a red arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger! <laughs> I don't know you! <laughs> and just straight up shoots her with a red arrow, no questions asked. So one of, the, some of the, one of the agent people is now under a red arrow. The other one is not, but he's like super straight-laced from everything. He hides them out in their apartment, the agent's apartments, because the two of the agents are also lovers. Um... All that fun stuff. Mirai and Saga come to an agreement that they will, will work with the agents, tell them all the information they have, 
Uh, Saki ends up giving wings and a red arrow to the female agent. Is that the one she shot? Yes. Because I didn't realize this, and I didn't know that, because I don't think it really made sure to tell you. Only They can only gift arrows and wings to people they've shot with their red arrows. So they can't just randomly give it to people. They have to be shot with a red arrow to give it to them. Mm, yeah, I don't think that was directly addressed. No, it sort of just said that he could, that people, other people could be given those things. It right. didn't specifically say they had to be shot with a red arrow. And more or less, the four of them start going around and checking people who are suspected to be God candidates, if they are, with Murai rolling around in a like a, in a hoodie and just going in front of them and staring them down with a red arrow in front of them and just gauging based on the reaction whether they can see it or not. Mm-hmm. And they go and do that, and then uh, it actually ends with uh, Murai taking a stance with a red arrow held in front of uh, Metropolitan's school friend, who's been hoisted up as a possible God candidate because he has suddenly acquired a cute girlfriend. (laughs) So people think he's used a red arrow. Okay, okay. Well, looking forward to hopping in and watching that. I still haven't watched 15 from last week either. So I need to hop in and watch both those. Uh, but Demon Slayer is still super good right now. I would uh, hope so. Yeah, season two, episode eight. This is a great Uzai episode. I mean, just up front, that's what this was. Um, you know, of him uh, starting his fight with the two siblings, whatever. Yeah. And uh, in this fight, he ends up getting poisoned. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so damn funny. Because you see, like, you know, you see him start to sweat, breathe a little bit heavier. You see, like, side of his face start to turn purple, whatever. And... Um, uh, the you know uh, I can't remember the, the the demon's name, but not Doki, the other one, uh, the brother, okay. where he's just like, oh yeah, you've been poisoned, whatever. And Uzai's like, ha, I have been poisoned. I'm immune to poison. I'm a shinobi. And then you know he keeps he keeps up that act too, where he's just like, no, you're you're totally poisoned. I remember that because yeah. the, the brother's like really confused. <laughs> yeah, he is, and he's just like. <laughs> No, the poison's taking effect on you. And Uzai's just like straight up, like trademark, like over the top. He's like, no, I'm perfectly fine. You see me? And it's just like, he's sweating. You see the purple on the side of his face? He's like, I'm perfect. I'm great. No problems here. Not poisoned. <laughs> totally poisoned. <laughs> and he knows it. Uh, but in, in this moment as well, while he's trying to fight both of them by himself, he, he kind of starts to click uh, like uh, about a way to defeat them, which was another funny moment because he... Cuts off Doki's head again, right? And he's still trying to fight the brother, which is a cool moment of just showing how strong he is because, you know, his two swords are uh, tied together with a chain, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's doing one thing, doing another, and then, you know, he basically, like, flips the swords around, right? Where, like, you know, the brother thinks that he's in the clear, and next thing you know, here comes a sword coming right at his neck, you know, in slow motion, and he realizes that Uzai's, like, literally holding the other sword with just his fingers, to swing the the swing the whole thing. He's like, how strong is this guy? But like right after that happens, and he, you know, the brother's just like, wait a minute. Is it is he on us? That's when you see Doki just holding her head in. And she's like, why am I always the one to get beheaded? <laughs> and she starts throwing a temper tantrum again, which is great. Had another funny moment there. Uh, and then there are the rest of our characters come in. Uh, you know, Tanjo comes in first, you know, in true epic like superhero landing, you know, sort of capacity. Yeah. Uh, and then Inosuke and Zenitsu comes in next. Inosuke, you know, busts in. It's like, our oh, Lord Inosuke is here. It's like, I'm here to fuck shit up. Zenitsu's still asleep, I assume. He is still asleep. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, that's when Uzai, you know, 
praises them because you know you know the brother's just like who are these three idiots or whatever and who's like these are my three disciples they're full of energy and that was a great entrance guys good job <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm proud of you guys <laughs> why is every time they meet a captain they always want to make all three of them a disciple just how it goes, man. They're very charismatic, I guess. Uh, you know, Daki uh, starts to, you know, do an attack with her belts, whatever. And then, you know, Sleepy Zenitsu does some some serious, you know, quick action, basically kicking her out of the building, you know, which, which then Inosuke is just like, all right, I'm going to go help him. You two take care of that one. So, you know, once they get on top of the building, Inosuke is still fucking asleep, of course. You know, Daki kind of pissed off. You know, Zenitsu basically starts scolding her, which is like, he's just like, I want you to apologize for yanking that little girl's ear. That that was really mean. And she's just like, are you lecturing me right now? <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the episode was more or less just uh, focused back on Tanjo and uh, Uzai, whatever, because Tanjo is still obviously very much injured from mm-hmm. using the sun breathing from earlier. And it's a very, it's a heavy emphasis on that where he's like thinking to himself, which is like, you know, I can, you know, you know, this, this demon has such a different presence about him. You know, he's thinking, like, I don't know if I can take this, whatever, blah, blah. I'm, I'm already, you know, he, and he's sitting there thinking it's like the moment, the second he moves, do something. And then as he's thinking, like, he's literally in front of Tondro's face. Like yeah. he's like right there and Uzai saves him, throws him out of the way, starts duking out with him. Super cool action sequence. Tondro just kind of hating on himself. Just like, yo, you're just a burden. You're just in the way, you know, ends up jumping, blocking one attack uh, for Uzai, whatever. But I mean, that, that was more or less the gist of the episode, which is a lot of great action, great, funny moments uh, with Uzai there. And uh, super, you know, I'm, I'm pumped to see the rest of it play out. Cause you also get one of the, the, uh, one of the wives for, um, uh, for Uzai come in yeah. as well and fires out like the big thing of kunai's into the battlefield. Right. Yeah, which uh, straight up, you know, also shoots, you know, Uzai in the process and he doesn't give a shit, uh, but also shoots um, the brother, which once it does that, he can't regenerate. You know, it says when he's just like, all right, something's up. My legs aren't regenerating right now. So I'm pretty sure that was pretty much the, just the episode was just, again, just some really sweet action, action sequences uh, and those funny moments, you know, because the episode pretty much ended it ended with the moment where it's just like the tease of like, oh, are they going to cut his head off? Because that's literally how it ends. Like the sword, like Tondro's sword, like approaching his gotcha. neck. And, and obviously he's not going to cut are his head off. Are there any buildings left? Yeah, there's still some buildings. Okay. Yeah, they're still hanging around. Okay. Uh, not everything's destroyed. Not yet. We'll see how that goes, though. But no, it was a super dope episode. I love the poison thing. The poison thing cracked me up. It's like, oh, no, I'm perfect. I'm not poison. I'm a shinobi. I'm immune. It's like, no, clearly poison, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you for being a badass. And then the beheaded thing fucking cracked me up, too. It's like, why am I always the one getting beheaded? Uh, what was your favorite episode of the week? Oh, uh, mine would have to be, I think, Lana Leodale again. Uh, either Demon Slayer or Tribe Nine for me. Both of those really solid. Demon Slayer gave me a lot of laughs. I really enjoyed that one. All right, well, I guess we can hop over to some manga chapter ratings for the week. Uh, One Piece is on a break this week. Uh, It'll be back next week. Uh, So kicking things off, we have My Hero Academia, 341. Uh, Seven? No, eight. I'll give it eight as well. I'll give it eight as well. Uh, Dr. Stone, I know Black Clover, Black Clover, 320. Seven. Seven as well. Dr. Stone, 226. Seven. Seven, yeah, I'll give it a seven. Uh, uh, JJK, uh, 172. I've been reading this every week, but I've sort of lost where the fight's gone. I, I didn't actually read this chapter. Oh, did you not? No, I did not read this okay. chapter. Okay. I mean, I'm going to give it a seven, but the fight got weird. <laughs> okay, got weird. 
Uh, Missionaries Core Family, 114. Uh, I'd probably give this one an 8. Undead and Luck, 95. So, did you figure out what happened with the whole shot through the heart thing? Okay, so they're, they they did a lot of, like, roundabout shit attempting to save her. I mean, obviously, she's going to get saved. I mean, every, anyone with a half a brain could see that coming, which is how where the story's at, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, 100%, she was never dead. But they it was just, like, everything in one chapter to do this really roundabout process to save her, essentially. Uh, which, in this process, I'm... You get to you get to meet a new character that was referenced as Luna, but I don't know if it's actually God or not. The you know the God they're trying to defeat. The whole purpose of the story. Gotcha. I don't know who it was because essentially what they do to save her is they they have this they have this stuff set up to save her, but it's going to take time to get it together. So to make sure that she doesn't like her body doesn't completely because she's dying. She's not <laughs> okay. dead. So to make sure that they can get there in time, they basically time travel one week. What? Yes. Because uh, our leader of the main group that they're a part of, she's essentially been reliving lives over and over again with this ability to try to defeat God. So she's the ultimate Isekai character. Basically. Okay. Uh, and what she, she calls out to like, you know, there's the, you see the moon and she calls it, it's like Luna. It's like, I will give up the, the rest of my points to let, you know, if you send them forward in time one week, she's like, hey, and she even further details while yelling out to the moon. She's like, hey, this is a win-win for you. If you do this, I can't time travel. I can't travel anymore. I can't do, I can't leap anymore. And then you see like, you know, deal. It's just like, a, like you know, it's kind of like a spiky sort of text bubble or whatever. It's like really anonymous, you know, where it's like, deal. You got a deal. And then they get, you know, once then the next shot is Andy and Fuko, who he's holding his arms, like zapped in front of everyone. Everyone's just like, Oh wow, it worked. Cause they, you know, they time traveled one week, but right before that you see a shot of Andy and Fuko on the moon setting just in a chair. There's a long table and then they're in the chair. It's just like completely like, like white, like spiritual figure, just drinking something. And all she says is good luck. And then they zap to the future by one week. Cool. So I I don't know a lot a lot happened. Wait, they in go one, to the future or the past. They go to the future one week. They okay, just the, they, they go to the you future. You first said past the first time you mentioned it. Okay, well I apologize. Uh, our I'm I, what I, what I probably meant was just how our main character is continuously just going to the future over and over gotcha. again. Living, okay. Yeah. No, they go to the future one week. I apologize. If I said past. Gotcha. Uh, but a lot of shit happened in one chapter. I'd probably just give it a seven. Okay. A lot a lot of shit happened, man. A lot of shit. Uh, what about Mashal ninety three? I'll give it a seven. Give it a seven as well. Sakamoto Days 55. I was very confused by this because the chapter's name is Break. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts with that color picture. Right. Um, good color picture. It was a good color picture. It was very wholesome. Uh, I give it a seven. Seven as well. A loose Samurai 47. Did, I didn't read this one. I give it a seven. Okay. Uh, Blue box thirty-seven. Eight. Yeah, I'll give this one an eight. It was good. I really like Blue Box, man. It was a nice little setup at the end there. Blue Box is so damn good. It's good. Ai Hashiman chapter nine. Nine. I give this one a nine as well. Ai Hashiman, so good, bro. You can't even see our MC's face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> man, he's. I love the shot where he's just like, God, I just love manga. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, Doran Doran chapter seven. Six. 
My Hero Vigilantes one eighteen. I'd give this one. I'd give this one an eight. Uh, Spy Family fifty eight point three. It's just like a little five page chapter. It was wholesome. It, it was like an, a, it was an ex. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with the actual series. Yeah. Um. It was just a nice little wholesome chapter. <laughs> I like. It was so. It was a chapter about the animated cartoon in the series called Bond Man. And I'm assuming it's a reference to James Bond. And I like the fact it addresses that James Bond just hooks up with a lot of women. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a seven. <laughs> I give it a seven as well. Dan to Dan, chapter 42. Give this one an eight. Uh, Fire Force 299. Just now realized I didn't read it. My fault. Uh, Tokyo Avengers 239. I give it a nine. I give this one a nine as well. That Very, was a fantastic end. It really was, bro. It really was. I got I got low-key emotional reading just reading this chapter. I really did. There was a lot of things about this chapter that just kind of made me really emotional. Like you and me talking about, we were very unsure where it was going to go. But yeah, no, it was a nice Way to go with it. Loved it. Eden Zero one seventy six. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight just slow, solely alone on Shiki really just doesn't change. <laughs> There's so many people. You think I can make friends? <laughs> you still like that? You know, he could get away with it when he was the baby face, but now it just sounds like a pickup line. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll give it an eight. And there is one thing about this as well, because this is the first time we've seen uh this version of Shiki. Do you know do that again? Yeah. So now the one thing that I'm waiting for is this version of Shiki to freak out at a bug. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on now. It was mostly a fan service chapter though, with a few reveals. It, it yeah, it was. Uh, four nights, seven other sins, four nights, the apocalypse chapter forty eight. Giving this bad boy a nine. Finally got to see who sin is. I was on the mark. It, it, I was on the mark with my original kind of thoughts about who he could okay. be, since you know his name is Sin. Mm-hmm. He's a fox. The eyes just really stick out to me. It was just really like, uh, it's kind of sus. I was thinking it was Bond. But, you know, and honestly, I'll be real. I'm I'm just, I'm a dumbass. I know I am. I'm an idiot. I probably should have guessed who it actually is uh, and thrown out the prediction of instead of saying, oh, I think it could be Bond. No, it's Lancelot. So finally got Lancelot's reveal in this series, which is super cool. Uh, he looks awesome. Spitting image of his father uh, being Bond. Oh, then who are the four knights? Who are the four riders? Uh, the four knights of the apocalypse? Yeah. Uh, I don't think the other ones have been necessarily revealed yet. Oh, so then what the hell is Percival and his crew? Percival is, a, is one of the four knights of the apocalypse. The rest are just his crew. Oh. His posse. And then Lancelot's just a sin? Lan- Lancelot was sin who was traveling with him the whole time as the little fox. Oh. Okay. Yeah. This isn't me asking questions when I haven't read beside because I assumed he was gathering the other writers. Right. Now, I mean, Lancelot could be one of the four knights. I don't know. It hasn't revealed who the other four. I mean, the only other, I think one of the other four knights that was kind of, I mean, it showed silhouettes of them. I'd have to go back and look at the silhouettes. It's been a while. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I got the the end shot was just, uh, you know, of just him saying, I'm Lancelot. It's just like, bro, let's go. So he's backstabbing? Uh no no he was uh he he was fighting against uh, a group of enemies who seemed to know who Sin was because okay, they cool. when they were attacking the whole group they were specifically after Sin. Uh, gotcha. So, yeah. So I'm I was really pumped for this chapter. I was really pumped. Ranger Reject thirty eight. I'd give this one a seven. Uh, on, an ordinary two forty five. I'd give this one an eight. I'm really liking where this arc is going personally. I'll give it an eight. Uh, I, I do like the ending quite a bit. Yeah, the ending was entertaining. Yeah, the ending is gonna it's gonna be an entertaining start of the next chapter. Uh also shout out to Suitor Armor. That came back recently. 
Oh, did it? Yep. I've, I've really been enjoying that read. That came back recently, and I'm really excited to see where that continues to go. It's been on a break for a little bit. Uh, we care 174. I give it a nine. I, I, I give it a nine. I'm I give very, it a nine. I'm very curious what happened. <laughs> yeah, I am too. You just go up there. You see, like you see a, knife, a bloody knife in the table, <laughs> and Zonal just sort of chilling. It's just like what the fuck. Yeah, you, you see him chilling. You see some blood on the guy in the chair. You see some blood on Donald's shoulders. I like the fact also addressed that the three of those people fighting down below took an hour. Yeah. Because we have a little go back in time after all of them walk up to the office, which is like an hour beforehand. I was just like, wait, these guys were fighting for an hour? An hour straight of duking it out. <laughs> I give them respect. Uh, LC 153. I'll give it an eight. Favorite chapter of the week? Mm, week Hero. Not Week Hero, hun. Um, no, yeah, Week Hero. Uh, Tokyo Avengers for me. Cool. Tokyo Avengers was a good one. All right, well, that's everything we got on the slate here today. Um, so, Zach, any last thoughts on anything we chat about, anything we got coming up, or anything else you want to throw out there? Um, Rising of Shield Hero is going to get delayed again. Stop throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Tribe 9, whatever you become a mobile game, I'd love to see a West release. That is true. Still waiting on here more on Talk Opt. Yeah. Look forward to that. I'm not it. You're not. Yeah, because it's not going to be in 2022. I mean, it's, I mean, you can still look forward to it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if anyone knows anyone else knows any other Spider anime characters, send me stop. a shot. Stop. So I get us another mascot. Stop. I appreciate that. Stop. I'll trash <laughs> it. I'll I'll destroy it. Okay. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Well, like I said earlier, you know, uh, we're up to something. It's going to be revealed on, on Monday, the 31st. Super excited. Make sure to pay attention to the YouTube channel there. Uh, around 8 a.m. should be up, uh, and I'll start sharing it on all the Twitter accounts as well. I'm pumped. I am very, very excited. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be an eye-opener. That's one way to put it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. I feel like it's going to be an eye-opener because it's just like, it's an eye opener, just to like really show like how far we've come. Yeah, because that was like when I when I told one of our friends about it, uh, like, hey, you know, this is what we, this is what we got coming. It's about to come out here in the near future, and I kind of detailed it with him, whatever. Before even saying anything else about like what I just explained to him, his first is the very first thing he said is, "Dude, I got to be honest. I'm so proud of you guys. Like, you guys like really stuck to your craft and stuck to your guns and just really continue to work on it." And just kept on, kept pushing, and kept trying to grow. He's like, it's like seriously, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. I'm like, oh, thanks, man, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be an eye opener. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, but all right, I'm gonna hit the music. Let's get on out of here. Zach, last thoughts. Uh, if you've gotten to the end of the episode, thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what we're doing and want to help us continue to grow, you can hit that subscribe button, and it helps out. If you actually want to know when anything gets uploaded, whether it be Animal Plus, a terrible football show, um, Game Stead talking about movies and stuff whenever we get that done again uh hit the bell it'll let you know thank you and do everything that he said and more again look forward to the 31st big announcement uh day after this episode goes live so if you're listening to this later on in the week go check out the youtube it's going to be up uh and we'll we'll detail some more stuff about it about how it will affect this show specifically on episode 65 and go check out the other shows as well uh with that said until next time guys have a good one bye